ladies and gentlemen, give me back my roadie, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Hmm, my roadie. No, my roadie. <laughs> hmm, cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, oh, Doc, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're going to have company! Loud noises! Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantar Maju. And I'm from the mirror, mirror dimension, Margolista. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yep. Yes. Experiencing it through the medium of everyone's wearing blacks today. Yeah, we're synced in the black. Love yeah. it. Wow. I'm, I'm like, it's only black because you can't see the rest of the top. <laughs> nah, get the color out <laughs> oh, of that's here. Great. Get the color out of here. That's oh. great. I went shopping today. You got a picture of your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Totoro. Totoro. <laughs> <laughs> and Professor Totoro. Alice, hooray! Hello. <laughs> ah, hey. Hello, welcome everyone to the show. Thank you <laughs> for joining us if you're watching and if you're listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's just get right on into it. Um, Fulia. Hi. Hi. What have you been watching? <laughs> Uh, so I had a little bit of um, downtime, so which was good. So I got to watch. Uh, I started watch. So I've been watching over three different streaming services, <laughs> three oh. different things. The first thing I will mention is I've been watching a baking competition on Netflix called "Is It Cake." Is it cake? <laughs> is it cake? <laughs> is it cake? Uh, and that is a great show because they bring together these very, very talented uh, bakers who make cakes that look like realistic objects. And then they bring in judges to see whether they can guess what is cake and what isn't. <laughs> from afar. Not from a, yeah, from a distance, yeah. from a distance. Um, which, and it's, it's a really fun show. I highly recommend. And just the sheer amount of talent that comes out of these amazing bakers they're they're absolute artists like i half the time i couldn't even tell which one was the cake and which one was the real thing in, <laughs> in yeah. some moments so yeah it's um it's a really good show to, to sort of jump into and um and it was and it's season two so i'm sort of in the middle of season two at the moment um nice but it's definitely worth watching and it's on netflix um the movie that i got a chance to see or watch was a uh a musical movie called everybody's talking about jamie over on amazon prime video nice um and i enjoyed that one it was um it was a lot of fun um and just sort of seeing where the story sort of took place and it is based off of a true story as well Mm -hmm. um which is really cool and yeah no it's um it's it's really it's really cool and and it also sort of sends the message of you know just be yourself like don't be ashamed of who you are and just go out there and and just 
love who you are and yeah and especially for you know a lot for a lot of people especially teenagers who are going through their own sort of their changes and all that sort of stuff um more specifically for those who are in the lgbtq plus community um so it's it's definitely um it definitely touches on like high school bullying in that sort of sense as well and um but it's it's really it's really good and um definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't already um and the songs were fun too so the songs are really catchy and then the last thing i uh got to watch which was just before jumping onto the podcast uh was the gallery for the mandalorian season three. Oh, yeah it's available now on disney plus uh and man just it never ceases to amaze me the stuff that they do for this show the sheer amount of work that goes into it the um they're a lot more puppeteering than i thought so that episode where they go into the droid cantina most of it were puppets that's cool <laughs> most of those droids were maneuvered by puppeteers and it's so cool puppeteered um, by puppeteers yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, getting uh, more of a sort of an inside into how the episodes were put together, um, the thought process and the, and the producing and the writing for the, for the characters in this particular season, um, especially the fact that because there were so many more Mandalorians involved in this season, uh, that they had to get together like a group of uh, a group of people, a group of directors to come and direct. So it wasn't just the, the, the few main ones that we've seen in the last two seasons. Sorry, in the last, yeah, in the last two seasons. Um, but in this one, they've added on a couple more, um, which was really cool. And being able to also hear from the actors' perspectives of certain episodes that they had to um, perform through and all that sort of stuff. So... Uh, it was uh, it was really cool. One thing is though, um, there wasn't there wasn't an interview with Pedro Pascal in this gallery, which was interesting. Um, no, <laughs> don't naughty, know why. Uh, so there was no Pedro um, interview in this one. However, we did get you know Katie Sackoff um, and uh, oh who oh my goodness I'm forgetting her name, the Armora actor. Oh, mm. Emily Swallow. Emily Swallow, yes, yes, Emily Swallow. The uh, she was also interviewed, <laughs> um, and a, a lot of the obviously all, all of the directors were interviewed, and um, and also uh, a lot of the stunt performers um, and the um, production designers and the prop masters and just and the puppeteers actually the ones the four pup four puppeteers who move and perform Grogu. Hmm. The, that one little baby Yoda has four people behind him. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. Hmm. Um, so I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy watching behind the scenes stuff. So definitely if you have seen um, season three of the Mandalorian, go check out the gallery for season three as well. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, but I do also have an 
if you don't mind, I have a little bit of show and tell. Oh, please <laughs> show the people what you were up to this weekend. So Julia. this weekend, I got the opportunity to go to the first ever in Melbourne Metro Comic Con. Uh, and, uh, you know, a couple of actors from the, the show Lucifer came down and, um, one of them, one of them was, um, D.B. Woodside. I got a photo with him. It's a bit reflective because it's in a little protective sleeve at the moment. Um, but then the other one is of the devil himself, Mr. Tom Ellis. How, oh, he's both of them. Both of them are so nice and humble and there's just really, really awesome people. Um, And their panels were so much fun to attend to as well. Um, Just listening to the stories and all that sort of stuff. Can I ask, does does Tom sound like, like exactly like Lucifer? Is his voice exactly like Lucifer in the show or is it slightly different? it's the same. It's the same English accent. Okay. Uh, so that hasn't. That doesn't change. Great. It's just maybe just the just the way he speaks is a little bit different. Sure. That's all. Okay. Um. Obviously, Lucifer being really sly and smooth and yeah. you know very flirty and all yes. that sort of stuff. Whereas uh, Tom himself is just he's just so nice and down to earth and funny and um. Yeah, it's <laughs> he just he was he was really entertaining to to be able to to listen to when he was speaking about things and answering people's questions and mm-hmm. yeah no Tom Tom's a lot of fun DB Woodside is a little bit more introverted mm-hmm. um, and so he came off as a little bit more he was like he was still answering questions but he didn't have as much of the enthusiasm as what Tom usually does okay right uh, yeah. But he was still nice, um, and he still, you know, made us laugh and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, which was really cool. And he also answered a lot of, you know, awesome questions. And um, yeah, it was a good little insight into, you know, their acting um, careers and just what they got up to um, when they were filming Lucifer and and all the other projects that they've done in their past. The other thing that I will mention um, that I I did a little shopping. So obviously one of them being this really awesome uh, little Totoro t-shirt that I'm wearing. And I also, from the same people, uh, bought one that has Kirby's all over them. <laughs> and that is a big shout out to uh, Jolly Creations, who, who put these together, who are actually in Epping, in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Hey, that's cool. They're from Epping, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. if, if I do end up wanting to buy more, I can. Uh, <laughs> um, and, but also, uh, I've been wanting to get into uh, reading comics, more specifically for a particular character that I've fallen in love with, and that's Moon Knight. Um, and so I ended up picking up from King's Comics, shout out to King's Comics, who were also at the Comic-Con, um, this uh, Moon Knight, uh, the complete collection oh. book of comics. So it's a very big book, very yeah. thick. Wow. And Maybe I think a it's volume? a volume? Or is it mm, a... No, it's a, it's a complete collection okay. of the, I think is the origins of his story, essentially. Okay. Um, That's and, so cool. And it's by uh, Lemire, Smallwood and Belair. Um, and I might, if I just like open up to like a random page and there's just, oh, it's, all, it's, 
it's mostly in color. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. Nice. Um, so uh, I, this is like, this is the first of its kind that I've ever bought. Wow. So I was, I've been very interested in learning more about Moon Knight and the, the, just the character, character's backstory and all that sort of stuff. So um, I did read one of the comics that is available at right now on Marvel Ultimate. Um, if you haven't signed up to it, you don't have to read this one specifically on the Moon Knight part of the homepage, I suppose. Um, they give you like a little um, one particular story that you can read uh, on the on uh, on Marvel Ultimate. But if you do want to read more of the comics, um, you can subscribe to the to their subscription service um, of Marvel Ultimate, which you can also download the app. So they're digital comics essentially. Yeah. Um, and then you'll be able to read, um, comics by not just Moon Knight, but all the other Marvel characters, um, that are available. So, um, I don't know whether I would sign up to the subscription service because I've been trying to downgrade the amount of subscription services I have. Yeah. Um, yep. but I am definitely going to be researching a little bit more about, um, maybe finding other alternatives online to read comics um, more specifically for Moon Knight because I did come across... Um, so there were other uh, stalls at Comic-Con that were selling um, uh, comics, essentially. Uh, and I wanted to buy some, but then I found the there was a series of Moon Knight comics where it was supposed to be four... Uh, four of its series but I could only find three of the four and I asked whether they had the first one of that of that edition and they're like no we don't have it I'm like damn well I can print then I can't there's no point buying it (laughs) because they were missing the they were missing one of four and they only had two three and four of four so I was like I kind of wanted all four so I could at least read them but anyway it's fine Never mind. I've I've got this now, so um, I'm really looking forward to reading it. So I can't wait. Yay! <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, had a fun-filled weekend. Lovely. <laughs> That's great. Thank you yeah. for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Michael. Um, hello. Hello. Uh, what have you been watching slash uh, doing? Enga- engaging with doing nerdwise. Uh, Nerdwise, well, uh, Fred is now on uh, the uh, tethers, the the threads, and that was an easy way to do. I was going to make my own, but Mm. I realised, oh yeah, I actually got rid of my Instagram ages ago. So, Uh. yeah, so so I looked at it and said, "Um, put your Instagram on. It's like, oh yeah, oh, crap. So I, I had to go through Fred because Fred's the only Instagram that I've got. So Fred's now on Thread. Fred's on Threads. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. that, is that the handle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yet. Um, I assume it's probably the same as the Instagram uh, thing, maybe. And I think it's just Fred the Alien Productions. So if you can find it, you can find it anywhere. So there you go. Yeah. And I've been trying to do that. Uh, essentially that, uh, I didn't go to Comic-Con. Uh, I, well, today I went to, I went on a date night with my, with, with my wife instead. Oh, lovely. It's sort of a, 
yeah, last chance at the end of the holidays because kids go back tomorrow. And they sure do. They should do. <laughs> they should? They should go back to school. Back to school. <laughs> back to school. The back <laughs> to dad. I'm not a fool. <laughs> Showing your age. Anyway, um... Speaking of which, uh, Netflix, um, there's a new animated movie that came out, uh, Naomi, what's it called? No, not Na- uh, Nimona. Uh, Nimona. Yeah, is- I've heard of that one, yeah, actually. I, I'm kind of curious about it. Yeah, I've heard, I've just heard, like, there's great stuff about it, and I thought, ah, oh, I'd give it a go. Yeah. It's, it's free with my Instagram. It's free with my subscription. So, so I had a look, and it's not not bad i mean for a kids show uh for a kids movie um uh, originally a blue sky production but then right. they got bought up by disney and it was like 70 percent done really and then disney got it was like uh, i don't think we should have this whatever you know we'll give it some i'll give it to netflix there we go and netflix can finish it up and so they did uh, because uh, surprisingly, very, very pro LGBTQIA plus stuff. Because the main character in it is gay. Yay! Cool. And actually shares a kiss. Yay! Aww. So you can see why Disney said, "No, nah, don't need it. <laughs> yeah, Not shit. doing that." <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, if we can like. Just, like cut it out for the for the other markets in the world and but we can't because it's the main thing for 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 a for a thing so yeah very very pro that um it's like a a futuristic uh medieval adventure which is weird Mm. Uh, it starts off like medieval like uh uh knights and and magic and all that and then it it cuts to a thousand years in the future, and everyone's got like smartphones, and but it's beyond the fu- It's in the not too distant future, so there's yeah. like um, like a lot lot of uh, flying cars and that. So it's a bit of a weird genre based on a graphic novel, and yeah, and it involves this knight who is gay. Um, uh, fighting, uh, been wrongfully accused of the death of a royal, and uh, befriends a um a a, a a delinquent teenage girl, which is uh, interesting. So that, so yeah, uh, I would recommend. I'd probably recommend it to you, um, Kendall. Yeah, uh, sounds sounds up my alley. Yeah, I I think you probably get a kick out of it. Um, nice. Fulia, yeah. You like yeah you like your animation stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of fun, and the banter between the the two are also fun. Uh, so yeah, that's nice. basically it. Uh, otherwise, I've been uh, watching uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is hilariously fun. Uh, also, I will add um, a bit of new. I don't know what you call it, like but internet 
series fame, uh, Red vs. Blue, mm-hmm. has just dropped a trailer for a new series. And it's going to be the last one. Oh. And it's called... And it's called... Uh, it is called Restoration. Right. So I thought, ah, I actually fell off that series like ages ago and maybe start re-watching it again. Because that's that series has been going on since 2003. Yeah. So it's, it's older than YouTube. <laughs> And of course, it's it's pretty much celebrating the twentieth year of, mm. of twenty years of Red versus Blue, which is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> we are the internet generation, and yeah, why? What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow! And yeah, so I started watching, re-watching, and watching that. And and if you don't know, Red versus Blue is. I don't know what you call it. It's like gameplay, but with the Halo series, and then they sort of slowly introduce like their own animation, so and their own sort of story and take with uh, the Halo characters, and not necessarily the Halo lore. So yeah, I've been 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 nostalgic in a way. Nice. So uh, going back to being fourteen again hmm. and watching this hmm. half my age, Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what I've been watching. Uh, cool. Nothing really spectacular, nothing new, uh, except for the uh, movie on Netflix. So, yeah, that's basically it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Kendall? Have you been watching some gay shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. No. I haven't, but I've been writing gay shit, so that that makes up for it. <laughs> oh, that's not shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely that's not. That's not shit at all. No. Gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I've got to remember. Oh, yes. Okay. I have three things to say. All right, cool. So in chronological order, this week, um, I watched um, the, uh, the first episode of Black Mirror Season 6. Uh, finally found the time to start watching that. Um, and yeah, it was the, um, the Joan is awful episode, um, starring, uh, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek and Selma Hayek. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, I, I just love, I mean, I love meta stuff like meta humor and like meta commentary and all that stuff. And Black Mirror does it really, really well. And this yeah, because this is the premise of this was like you know this real person has had a show made about them without her consent or whatever, and it's all freaky and what the fuck's going on. Um, but it was the way it developed and <laughs> the way it just kept going and going, and I was in hysterics. Like it was is very there's some it's very dark and like the the humor in it is kind of like I'm just like that's hysterical like. Can I can I spoil one thing? Are you going to watch it, Mike? Uh, I am, but I think it was already spoiled for me on a podcast. Oh, what, what did you what did you have spoiled for you, just in case? Uh, I think it's something to do with because you signed up for this streaming service that you're 
intellectual property is now theirs or something to do with that yeah it's um it's in the terms and conditions yeah so uh, essentially they they <laughs> they did a south a south park yeah where <laughs> what do you mean you didn't re- read the terms and conditions <laughs> and, and then and then Kyle ended up being in a human centipede <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, in, yeah, it, it's in the terms and conditions when you sign up to this, um, you know, the streaming service that they can use your image to make a show about you, um, and it's a show that is generated by AI as well. So they're also being a little topical in terms of that whole thing, which I found really great. And it just, yeah, it just, it was super meta and super fun and dark and twisted and it had a very satisfying ending um so yeah i really really like that episode so i can't wait to sit down and watch the rest of season six but um but yeah i really like that one it was very enjoyable uh then i watched um the last well the other two things i watched uh were both australian um so there's a new show on abc uh called gold diggers i've heard about um, this yeah yeah, one of one of my friends uh, actually worked on it. Um, so she, I was, a uh, few of us were at her place last night because it's only just started airing, and she put on the first episode, and we all watched it together. And yeah, it's basically you know 1850s gold rush era, and these two sisters have blown into this like you know small little you know town, um, trying to find uh, you know rich men who are about to die so they can inherit all their money. Um, and, yeah, it's just hence about... the name. Yeah, yeah hence the name. Um, and, yeah, so it's it was, it's quite funny because it's like it's it's a period piece, but it's it's there's uh, modern dialogue in it. Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of funny in that way. And a, there's it's a lot of the... There's some pretty <laughs> surprising language... Um, in it, which I wasn't expecting, but that was very funny. And yeah, the way the two actresses deliver their, their lines are, are quite amusing and they, they have a, a, a lovely uh, dynamic, uh, the way they kind of compliment and bounce off each other. So yeah, so that was that was really cool. That was really cool. Um, I, I enjoyed that. So I might I might check out the rest of the show, see uh, see how it goes. Uh, and then the third and final thing I watched today, actually, I went to the cinema. And I saw The New Boy. So this is an Australian movie starring Kate Blanchett and um, Deborah Mailman. And um, yeah, and it's um, directed by Warwick Thornton and is an Indigenous um, filmmaker. Uh, he also wrote the script um, for this. And it's, yeah, I, I couldn't work out if it was set during World War One or World War Two, But there was definitely a war going on. Um, they don't specifically say what war it is or what time period, but um, it's definitely, yeah, it was one or the other. Um, but anyway, it's basically about this, you know, uh, this Aboriginal boy who gets uh, taken to this sort of, it's not really a convent, but it's like a boarding school for, like, you know, kids who don't have a home, and most of them are indige- Indigenous. And, um, yeah, and they're being raised by these nuns played by Kate and, and Deborah and um this this new boy he barely speaks the entire movie and there's something kind of special about him um 
the the movie kind of heavily implies he might be the reincarnation of Jesus. Um, but that's uh, that's something that could be open to interpretation. There's definitely something going on there um, with him. Uh, it's very it is very heavily implied. So it's very interesting. It's one of those art house sort of movies that doesn't tell you everything, doesn't answer everything, kind of shows you what it wants to show you and then you can kind of interpret it in your own way um and there was some surprising bits of humor in there that i wasn't expecting like kate blanchett's character was a bit amusing um a bit kooky in certain scenes um but yeah yeah it was um it was it was interesting it was beautifully shot though it was filmed in south australia and yeah the they managed to find some location where they just had these beautiful like wheat fields and and rolling hills and and these gorgeous sunsets and and sunrises and yeah it was it was it was really good I liked it it was yeah it took me a while to get to the point that I realized I think I liked it because at first I was like what did I just watch and like oh okay no it's it's processing it's sinking in it's buffering Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah very interesting film so I would recommend if you're if you don't mind an out an art house ish sort of a movie an Australian movie then yeah go go check it out um but that's that's it for me that's all I've been doing apart from of course what we are going to be discussing later um so without any more ado I suppose we should dive right on into the nerdy news This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, nerdy news time. Um, and we've got a bunch of Marvel news to discuss uh, this week, which is pretty cool. Starting Marvelous. with. Marvellous, one might say. Marvellous, yes. Uh, starting with, um, I, I, I'm guessing it was because of the, uh, you know, impending arrival of Guardians Volume 3 on um, uh, Blu-ray, 4K, DVD and whatnot. Um, they released a deleted scene, um, which actually shows us what happened to the High Evolutionary. Um, now, in the movie, it's kind of implied that he dies like it seems like he doesn't survive like he's on the ship when it blows up so it's like well what happened um but but yeah james gunn did come out and say that uh he didn't die he didn't kill him off he did survive and but we didn't know exactly how or what happened to him um we still don't really know exactly how he survived but um but we do see in this deleted scene that he is on nowhere and rocket is having the absolute pleasure of um locking him away in a cage um Mm. very satisfying to see um and then the rest of this scene just kind of shows craglin interacting with adam warlock and telling him he needs a more metal name than adam which i thought was very funny (laughs) 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 he's just like but i like adam (laughs) (laughs) he should have said well my (laughs) could call me the warlock and be like yeah that's metal um Yeah. Um, so yeah. So High Evolutionary did survive, and and I mean, I I doubt we'll ever see him again. Um, but who knows? 
who knows what the plan is anymore <laughs> for anything. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It is a nice, a nice little Easter egg nugget thing that we got, we got from the Guardian's world. So, yeah. Fulia, do you have any thoughts on this? Are you happy with this reveal? Uh, look, honestly, I could have done without it. <laughs> I didn't fair. need to know. That's fair. It's like, you could have, you know, it could have been in a... Add that into the deleted scenes on your on the Blu-rays and DVDs. Well, but, um, it is going to be it is going to be on the the Blu-ray. And DVD, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Comes out in like, August. Because the thing is though, like it's you can even after watching it, it's like it's it was. It's not even like finished. It's render like they hadn't finalized that scene. They must have like abandoned it at some point, and they thought, oh yeah, it's not going to work. Let's just leave it out. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Um, but. Like, it didn't really show, like, I didn't really show much, honestly, so I... No. Yeah. There's not a lot honestly, to I it. could have, yeah. Didn't really need to see it, to be honest, so, meh. No, fair enough. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Michael, what about you? Do you have any opinions on, on this? Um, not really. It's, it's all to do with, like, if you think it's canon or not, but it is a deleted scene, so it could, could have been, like many reasons why they left it out maybe it was uh, the production maybe it didn't really fit in well with the ending of the movie which ended pretty mm. pretty well of just rocket sitting down and just turning on it turning on a song yeah spoilers um for a movie that we've all seen and it i'm hmm, it doesn't really matter where where he where he goes uh, I suppose there's yeah there's not really much you can do with him in late in later Marvel phases so mm-hmm. who knows maybe he'll come back maybe he won't maybe we won't see him for a couple of decades and then they bring him back because nostalgia <laughs> yes interesting interesting yeah kind of like uh, Captain America 4 everyone from Hulk's coming back hmm or maybe Deadpool 3 Deadpool 3 hmm you know Mm. lots of nostalgia going on in that movie yes yes Uh, with the philosophy of Kylo Ren. Before, uh, let the past die. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a second. Ah, uh, yes. Well, so that that really awkward segue brings me to the next story we're going to talk about. That's what I'm here for. Awkward segue. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting warm in my place. Got the heater on. Nice. Yeah, I got mm. the heater on too. I don't normally me wear too. leather. Leather. <laughs> leather. All right. Uh, speaking of leather, hey, there's another segue. Um, <laughs> a better one. A better one <laughs> than the one I tried to do. Um, so, uh, obviously, Deadpool 3 is uh, in production at the moment, ongoing, despite the uh, the writer's strike. Um, but uh, we uh, have another uh, tidbit that's come out um, that looks like will be, you know, Looks like we'll just be getting every single Fox Marvel 
character that's ever been in anything in this movie, which is no su- no surprise really, considering what Deadpool three is and like what we know of it so far. It just makes a whole bunch of sense for the first MCU Deadpool movie to be making fun of the fact that he's come across from a different universe, I guess. Um, but yes, uh, it looks like Jennifer Garner will be reprising her role as Elektra in Deadpool three. Um, what? What? Um, I'm neither here nor there about this. That's fine. I'm more excited to see Ben Affleck play Matt Murdock again. Um, if if that, that seems to be a thing that is also happening, um, so uh, I, I'd be here to watch that. So because um, I haven't actually watched the original Daredevil movie in a long time. I think I only saw it once or twice when I was. A teenager um so i don't really remember it i might have to rewatch it and then i tried to watch the electra movie and i just did not like it um so yeah anyway um you don't yeah. like you don't like girl superheroes wow michael <laughs> shall i show you my clock that has <laughs> captain marvel emblazoned on it yeah shazam <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Shazam. Anyway, um, yeah. So this is it's exciting. Like I, I yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie. But it's it's kind of at the same time, it's a bit. We- I have to be a bit wary about it. And I, I, I hope they don't spoil any more um, cameos or appearances from any other actors. Um, even though, like I said, it's probably safe to assume that the entire roster of Fox Marvel characters will be in this one. But who knows? We'll find out next year. Uh, Fulia, what do you think of this? I have not watched Electra. I have no idea about the character. Um, but, you know, if I feel like someone else could maybe have portrayed Electra, if that's the case. Um, I don't know, like, bring in someone we don't know. <laughs> Why does it have to be Jennifer Garner? Because she played her, and that's, I think that's the, the I know. what they're trying know. to do. That's the point. I know, I know. Yeah, but for, like, 40 years ago. 20 years ago. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it'll be nice to see what the character's about. Um, I Yeah, I haven't even seen the Daredevil movie either, so um, they're going to be... Electra, more specifically, is going to be very new to me, so hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It really depends on yeah, like how Deadpool three is gonna go, and so yeah, because we because we don't know where the story's heading. Um, yeah, I'm just curious to know more about the actual story of Deadpool three. Um, but if they're bringing in you know characters from the you know the younger years, <laughs> you know, I suppose it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Michael, what about you? Uh, same. Haven't seen Electra. Or even the um, Daredevil movie either. Yeah. I've seen no Daredevil. Doesn't interest me. <laughs> even the Netflix slash now Marvel stuff. Meh. Is it essential watching? I don't know. I'll go into, I'll go into Echo... Uh, Echo and the newer Born Again Daredevil, just you know, fresh. See how it goes. But with Deadpool, 
this is pretty cool um the theory is it could could be like a last hurrah for the fox universe of marvel and they'll probably keep everything like very hush hush i reckon until until the trailer until we fi find out that everything is going to be pointing towards uh deadpool killing a lot of people <laughs> which is cynical i know but that's cool yeah <laughs> it's what we want to see yeah which and yeah and there's some set photos as well of hugh jackman uh as as different wolverines oh different wolverines plural okay mm. as in but that could be hearsay because uh it, it could be just him from the pre from the previous movies but i don't know because mm. one of the theories is um uh, a series of wolverines are hunting down deadpool oh, okay okay so because of um uh wolverine can like body swap into his younger self and future self and he's part of all these other different variations he would be the quote-unquote bad guy <laughs> of the oh. movie. Okay. And that that would be interesting. Because mm. mm. then Very. you probably, probably won't even touch the uh, Logan uh, Logan movie, which is no. good because leave that one alone. That was good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's the best yeah. one. Mm. Best one. So, best one. That's all that I have. Nice. Um, speaking of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our third and final Marvel-related story uh, this week is a is a all the Marvel. All the Marvel. I don't know if you can even see that. There. Yes, it's upside down. Nope, it's upside say. down. <laughs> 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 all the Marvel. Thank you. Fighting battles on moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um yes. yes changing personas by daylight <laughs> mm -hmm. so um yes this week Simulu um actually gave an ama on threads um which is a thing apparently is what they're doing over there um i thought amas were reddit things only but it seems that's not the case um, but basically uh he confirmed that uh shang chi 2 uh is definitely not coming anytime soon unfortunately um according to simu he said uh he was told it would follow avengers whether that's kang dynasty or secret wars or both i'd probably say both um uh but it keeps getting pushed back due to circumstances beyond his control hope to have more concrete news soon to share um yes so sucks to hear that uh, that's not coming around for a while because yeah I, I I enjoyed the first film I think a lot of people did definitely one of the better offerings movie wise of Phase Four um, so it's a shame that it's being put on hold but I imagine Shang Chi will be in um, one at least one of the Avengers movies um, whether or not we'll see him before Kang Dynasty happens is is the big question but um, 
Yeah. Okay. Sucks. We have to. We have to wait. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's still happening, at least. That's the important thing to take away from this. It's still happening. Um, yes. We just don't know when. Uh, Fulia, how do you feel about this? Are you a bit disappointed, or are you just like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, I like. I did enjoy the first film, and I've been really looking forward to actually watching the second one. Um, but obviously, the um, the the factors that are out of his control would most likely be because of the writer's strike, um, and you know other circumstances as well um, that we don't know about. Mm. Uh, I'm like I'm I'm okay with it being delayed. It's just you know, it's it's the same when it comes to like. With, with games and stuff as long as it's done right and it's done well and you know it's it, they've got the final um, sign off and it looks like it's you know ready to go then I'll be happy because we don't want something that's you know like almost finished looking mm. you know, we don't need that sort of we don't want it rushed no so um, like obviously in the especially depending on the order of where shang chi 2 is going to sit um will also depend um on the on that as well so mm-hmm. um yeah look i'm it doesn't really bother me it when it comes it'll come and we'll watch it so <laughs> exactly That's it. That's oh, right. oh will yeah. we oh will we watch it we will <laughs> i don't know i'm sort of i'm sort of turning sort of turning <laughs> Getting sick of getting sick of yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Michael. Tell, tell us what you really think. <laughs> what I really yeah. think. Um, yeah, I think I think it's uh, probably got n- nothing to do of oh, what's his story? Uh, we need to know his story in between these things. No, I think uh, it's it's. Uh, I think his story is going to be in the Avengers. I think he will be turning up yeah. uh, within that. But his main own story is going to be li- later on. Uh, a bit like, you know, pre- previous movies. I mean, Thor, Dark, uh, Thor Dark World was after an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Captain America was, uh, Captain America's sequel was after, uh, after an Avengers movie. So it's it's not that uncommon, but... We we need to work out. See, I was going to say it's not. You're right, but generally, it's happened in the next phase. Like, you know. Yeah, but we're not getting a, a an Avengers movie. To end. We the, usually get we usually get an Avengers movie within a phase. Yes, and we ha- we haven't had that, so they they're not doing it exactly the way they used to, as we know. But yeah, like Shang Shang Chi's, you know, phase four and then didn't they say is phase five remind me is is there a phase six already announced is that where we're ending with secret wars or is that phase five ending with secret wars i can't i think that's phase six yeah i think that's phase six Mm. but yeah it's gonna be a couple of phases before we get to shang chi so that's yeah so it's Mm. not it's still it's still wolf you're right it'll still follow an avengers movie but it's not going to be straight after like the last few sequels but anyway yeah whatever i think that i think they're just going to work out what the bangles mean before yeah before, yeah before we get an, uh, another shang chi 
mm-hmm. uh, movie, Shang-Chi movie, Shang-Chi movie. sequel, uh, as well as the Bangle in um, uh, Miss Marvel as well. Mm, so mm-hmm. It's all to do with bangles and rings. Bangles and rings. Uh, what's the word? Accessories. Accessories. This is, this is going to be the accessories part of Marvel. Yes. It used to be. It used to be stones. Now it's accessories. Now it's accessories. I can't wait. I can't wait for the watch. <laughs> and then, and then the earring. And the necklace. And the necklace. <laughs> and and the nose stud. <laughs> the nose stud saga. <laughs> yeah, the nose stud saga. Um, just by looking up the 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 Marvel Studios multiverse saga for Phase Five and Six, um, I don't know whether they've decided to change it, but according to the timeline, uh, Shang Chi Two uh, is supposed to be before uh, the Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As well as as that Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) Mm. That's never going to happen. So that's probably going to happen after the fact then, if that's the case. It sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) It's been thrown into turmoil. Yep. Damn you, writers, try. God. (laughs) God damn it. All right. Um, one more bit of news uh, before we roll on out to uh, roll on up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, not MC related at all, but uh, I thought this was interesting. Um, so Netflix have uh, been wanting for a few years now to make some Chronicles of Narnia movies, and it looks like they are finally moving forward with their plans to do so, and they have tapped uh, Greta Gerwig, um, director of uh, Barbie, which is about to come the out. Barbie. The Barbie. The Barbie. Um, uh, yeah, she's going to be directing two Narnia movies for Netflix. Um, no word as to what books she's uh, adapting, if they're smushing anything together or, or whatnot. I, however, would like to see an adaptation of the very first book because... Um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is not the first book. Um, I've got to remember the name of the bloody book, though. Uh, okay, well, the first book to be written and published was... Oh, okay, well, no, Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe apparently was published first, but there's a book that takes place before it. I, I At least I thought. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, The Magician's Nephew. Yes, that's the first... That's if you're doing it in chronological order, that's the first book. So I would like to see that be adapted, but that's just my personal preference. They probably won't start there because it's probably not as exciting. But anyway, um, yeah, I suppose more Narnia movies were eventual, eventually going to happen. They were walk, um, they were working on years ago doing a fourth movie to those original movies that came out in the 2000s and early 2010s, but that never eventuated. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. Greta Gerwig's a fantastic filmmaker and writer, um, so I'm keen to see what she does with it. Um, you know, interesting for her to be taking on a fantasy kind of a project because I, I don't think she's ever really engaged with that genre before. So, um, 
I'm very curious, very curious and excited. So we'll see how it pans out. Um, Michael, um, do you have any skin in the Narnia game? Are you interested in this at all? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh, I, yeah, I sort of fell off the Narnia train with those new movies, but I have seen the um, the the old BBC versions. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, from uh, I think the last one was Silver Chair uh, or Secret Chair. Okay. It's Silver Chair. Yeah, I always get confused. It's like that's the name of a band. That's <laughs> not right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next book? Powderfinger. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that that'll be cool if they if um, they do something small and and. I, th I think the reason why they stopped doing them is because n people stop going to watch them, and that's always that's always <laughs> a kill. <laughs> yeah, I never saw the third one. I I saw Prince Caspian once, and I yeah I never saw the third one, but I saw the first one a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah. Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe's like a mainstay. It's it's a great it's story. Like, like everyone knows it, even in the zeitgeist. Mm. Um everyone knows it but it's just the other ones that are just tricky and that's why they probably haven't done the prequel version the the um yeah sorcerer's nephew magician's nephew <laughs> yeah sorcerer's apprentice <laughs> uh that's another one um yeah um apparently get a gooey has said that um she's sort of wants to stop doing like low budget indie films which is a bit of a shame and do like big one uh, big budget blockbusters so mm -hmm. this would be uh, so this would be like a, a a way in like do like some sort of a franchise sort of version and if she has a, an idea for it then go for it i mean uh fantasy fantasy is always a, a hard nut to crack Mm. Yeah, spe especially with a modern audience um, unfortunately mm. it's like every, everyone, everyone going well the greatest one was Lord of the Rings and then it just overstated to welcome and yeah so always, always for Narnia always for Narnia it's great it's an interesting st uh, tale of a rise and fall of a of a, of a what do you call it a an empire it's more or of a, of a country, you know, mm. mm -hmm. different stages. It's it's got more it's got more years in it than than uh, than uh, Game of Thrones and the Westeros and all that. Mm. But for kids, young, yeah, young audience, mm -hmm. less sex, <laughs> yes, or no sex at all. <laughs> yeah, none. <laughs> yeah. And very religious too. Mm. There's a lot of uh, Christian ideology in it. Yeah, very much. But it's also got Santa in it, so it's weird. Uh, yep. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's me. Nice. That's, that's my input. Your input. Thank you very much for your input. Uh, cool. Last well, the news done. So we will now roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Our first trailer is very much a teaser 
trailer, uh, a short little glimpse um, at this uh, newly announced series, uh, Suicide Squad Isekai. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, yes, yeah, so this is going to be an a, um, anime series um, based on, um, you know, the Suicide Squad, I suppose, based on characters from DC and featuring them quite heavily in an anime setting. Apparently, the word um, isekai means another world in Japanese. So, if that makes sense to anyone. Um, so, that's what that's referring to. Um, yeah. But I, I, the animation style looks really, really cool. Um, like, it definitely feels very... Very, very Japanese, very anime, uh, traditional sort of style. Um, I, I'm intrigued. I don't know if I'll watch it, uh, just because it's me and I'm bad at watching animated things, as everyone knows. Um, but it looks cool. It looks fun. Like I like the aesthetic and that's you know what we saw of the you know Joker and Harley Quinn in this uh, especially was pretty pretty interesting. Um, very colorful and and crazy and zany and yeah. Um, I hope it's good. I don't really have a lot to say because there's not really much to unpack. But um, but yeah, it looks cool. Um, Fulia, what are your thoughts on this? I might actually watch this. Hey! <laughs> your first DC property, sort of. <laughs> well, it's anime. So, of course, I'm more interested in that sort of um, watchings when it comes to um, animated and DC stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to, to check this one out. Uh, it looks interesting. The art style definitely looks really cool. Um, very, very anime-like in terms of character styles. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the look of it. Um, I just need to know a little bit more about it because this is essentially just given us like a little tease as to what it's going to look like at least. Um, but now I just need to know what it's going to be about, so for me to be even more intrigued and want to actually jump into it. So um, it looks good. Uh, so just, you know, give me some more info. Come on. <laughs> yes, we need to know more. Thank you. And you pronounced it right. Isekai. Hey. Good. Thank you. I was going to say, <laughs> you would correct me if I if I got it wrong. <laughs> I would, but you, you said it right, so it's hey. fine. <laughs> Thank you. I'll pick up on it as soon as you say it. So, no. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Well, the the um the Japan the way that the Japanese would actually write out the the whole title, um, and this is according to Wikipedia, uh, is Isekai Suicide Sukawado. Yeah, oh, okay. Left or right? Yeah. Um, and it'll and it will definitely be written apart from Isekai Suicide Squad will be written in katakana because it's a foreign language. So okay. Yeah. No, they're the very language. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. <laughs> but also don't, because I need your thoughts. Stupid, cisgendered white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your thoughts, Mike. My thoughts. Mm. Um, I'm really interested in it because a, I, I love, I love my Batman uh, Rogues Gallery mythos. And I dabble every now and again into anime some anime stuff. I'm not that crash hot into it. I mean, I don't know anything 
I can't really say. Oh, this this looks like um, Pokemon, <laughs> <laughs> which is not really. It's not really anime, really. Uh, we're talking. We're talking like uh, proper, like proper anime. Like everything's, and that's what sort of like in, intrigues me. It's it's these characters, but they drop into a new world of uh, an anime sort of thing. So there's mm. maybe battling some some uh, supernatural thi- things, and 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 that will be that will be an interesting thing. And I, and I like the fact that they they uh do some uh that dc sort of do like these sort of things mm. uh, not necessarily for everyone but but definitely definitely for a niche audience which which uh, i i don't mind so is it part of the james gunn universe <laughs> <laughs> uh, no 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 it's not mm. but I'm very curious, nonetheless. And when is this potentially coming out? Well, we don't have a release date yet. There's no <laughs> no knowledge on when this is coming at this point, so I'd likely say it's next year. Ooh. Ooh. We'll wait. Cool. We're waiting for the DC fandom. That will never come. That will never come. We'll wait, <laughs> we'll wait until uh, uh, San Diego Comic. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Mm. Oh wait. Mm. <laughs> oh wait. We don't oh, get nice no. things anymore. Oh no. Damn you, as love. <laughs> and you're absolutely crap work ethic. Yeah. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> All right. Um next trailer, let's move on to something a bit more positive. Uh, <laughs> um this is my favorite trailer this week. I mean, obviously. Um, this is uh, for an upcoming uh, movie on Amazon Prime called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Uh, it's based on a book. And I am definitely here for a universe where Uma Thurman is president, even if she does have <laughs> a terrible southern accent going on. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I can whistle past it. Um, I, I, I adore this. I adore everything about this. This is just... I'm giddy with excitement and anticipation to check this out. Um, The idea (laughs) of the president's son getting involved with, uh, you know, a a prince of England, like, like... And not even just that, just, like, you know, enemies to lovers, like, yes, yes, please. Yes, it's great. <laughs> they hate each other, they become friends, and then they become more than friends, and it just... Oh, my God. This this is, this is trailer has everything. This movie has yeah, everything. Yeah, that's a good basis for a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, totally not toxic and problematic to- totally. at all. No, it's totally healthy. Um. <laughs> you see that? The reason why the boy is hitting you is because he likes you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, this, this is not. This is definitely not that. But I hear your point. I hear your point. <laughs> I'm trying I, to instill some some decent codes of conduct in my children. Yes. Um, <laughs> boy disrespects you. Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Square in the nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose, again, like, 
you know, most trailers that I criticize these days, it shows a lot. Um, a lot of this movie is in this trailer. Um, but that's fine. I'm okay with it. I, I know exactly what I'm getting with this. I think you know exactly what you're going to get with this. You kind of know. You, I, I'd say you probably know how it's going to end as well. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to sit down and watch this. This is just going to make my heart sing. and I can't wait. It's just wholesome, like, funny. Hallmark. It's a borderline. I know it's borderline Hallmark. That's the only <laughs> other problem I think I have is the fact that it's very saccharine and... Mm, but I don't know. It's it it looks it looks good. It looks it looks it looks better than Hallmark. Um, and plus, I'm just here for like, you know, normalizing queer relationships and and meet cutes and and things like that. Like you know, this movie would never have been made like not even like ten years ago. At least not put out by a major distributor like Amazon. Like. Um, yeah, so it's just really lovely to see more and more um, LGBTQIA plus, um, you know, visibility in in mainstream media like this. Um, it's lovely. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it all day long. I can't wait. Um, Fulia, what did you think of this one? Did you like it as much as I did? <laughs> I am a sucker for a rom-com. Yes! <laughs> So this is also my favorite trailer. Nice. Good. <laughs> um, I am definitely looking forward to watching this um, as well as, you know, the, the, the two main males in this particular. Oof. Man, mm-hmm. they be very handsome. Be very handsome. <laughs> Especially the president's son. I'm like here for this mm. this cheeky motherfucker. Yeah. Please, you can do anything. Yep, yep. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think you're his type. <laughs> just an inkling. Just an <laughs> Sexuality is fluid, Michael. <laughs> Let us have our fantasies. That yeah. was the fluid in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I am I am very much looking forward to watching this. Uh just you know, just to see what happens and you just where the story goes and it just looks so like like you said it's cute it's wholesome yeah um you know there's going to be a little bit of politics involved obviously obviously um but um yeah but i, I wouldn't I, worry about that uh, yeah i don't think we're gonna have to worry about that too much <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a really lovely love story <laughs> yes and i can't wait excellent Excellent. Um, Michael, what about you? How how did this trailer go over with you, the cisgendered white male of the podcast? Yes, it's time for me to speak. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time I have a turn. (laughs) Um, Yes, there's an audience for it. Obviously, not really for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really add all... I like I like the fact that it, it, yes, it is a um, a sort of a, a risque sort of thing because yeah, risque, a risque sort of a genre where it's people in high power and it's all about like the well, what's the word? It's it's all about the um, prestige and uh, so, sort of uh, way you're you're acting towards 
so, uh, something and and added and and uh, sort of like the taboo is sort of welved in to um, like like the politics and the history and the everything and um, will will the uh, will the general public um, agree to having this sort of relationship to happen um, in this movie possibly in real life hell no <laughs> uh, <laughs> hell no I mean have you seen the, the discourse between Harry and Meghan um, yeah um, <laughs> yeah so I like the fact that uh, people you can dive into this sort of fantasy but you know it's not for me but I'm happy that people are finding enjoyment into it and good and uh yeah it's uh i like the fact that um i, I like the fact that it, it, it has some uh semi big names in it i mean mm. it's got steam fry in it very that's true. pretty cool mm. um uh always a always a big mark for him and uma thurman uma Thur- is it sorry yeah uma oh for some th- some stupid reason i thought thought was um someone else um yeah so and the re- uh, relationship that she has with her son so southern so there's also the added is like uh, uh, dare i say it's probably a Repu- republican uh ta- uh, uh president presidential um president mm-hmm. so and the way things are happening over in america right now with the uh, tre- uh, treatment of LGBTQIA plus people, it's going to be a bit of a hot button issue. But mm. I think this is it, it, this is harmless. So when is this going to grace our presence, Kendall? Well, um, we will be able to watch uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue very soon when it drops on Amazon Prime on the eleventh of August. So it's only a month away. Mm. Mm. Mark your calendars. Um, all right, one final trailer to discuss. Um, oh, whoops. Huh? Sorry, I just read. I just read the um, ending for some reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I won't spoil. <laughs> yes. Well, for me, there's only two ways it's going to end, uh, but I feel like I know which one it might be. Anyway, we'll find out in one month. Um, our final trailer, uh, Quince, yeah, no, actually that's a bad segue. I'm not going to say that. Why am I doing that? I'm tired. Um, <laughs> our final trailer is for, uh, uh, another musician biopic. Uh, this one is Bob Marley, One Love. Um, yes, yes. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this. This is, this is a fine trailer, probably a bit too long. I think, um, like showed a lot and that's fine. I think in this kind of context, when it's someone that's, you know, was a real person, um, which I found interesting too, just because the trailer seemed to like want to tell us that it's based on a true story as if we already didn't know Bob Marley was a real person. 
I found that, I don't know, I thought that was a bit weird. Like, of course it's based on a true story. This is a biopic. What do, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, apart from that, um, yeah, it looks, it looks all right. It looks, it looks, looks okay. I don't really know too much about, about Bob Marley's life. Um, so I, I'd be excited to learn more about him, you know, uh, you know, it was incredibly, an incredibly talented songwriter and, and musician. So, um, yeah, to, to get a feel for what his life experience was like would be, would be really interesting. And I kind of like the, the ac- aspects of him being this figure for peace up against like, you know, all of this unrest going on in his home country at, at the time. Um, you know, so that's, that could make for some, some compelling storytelling. Uh, and then just, you know, funny timing that we're, um, we're watching Secret Invasion and uh, uh, Kingsley Benadir, uh, who's Gravik in Secret Invasion, is playing Bob Marley in this movie. So um, looks like his career's on the up and up, which is very cool because he's yeah he's very talented. So and in that's... and in two weeks' time we're going to see him in the Barbie movie. Ha ha. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's just <laughs> everywhere. Yes. He's just everywhere. He's just everywhere, which is you know good for him. Just for this year. Yes. This year alone, three things. Three things. Whoa, he's busy. Busy man. Um, But yeah, I don't really have a lot more to say other than, yeah, of course I'll be watching this. Um, And yeah, you know, it's going to be a good time. We'll see. Hopefully, I hope it's a good movie. But we'll, yeah, given the way the the Whitney Houston biopic turned out, we'll just just see how this one goes. Um, Fulia, what did you think? You interested to to know more to to watch this um look i don't know this is um this one i know i only know of some of his songs and i knew that mm. uh he was also someone who was always advocating for peace yeah and love around the world i didn't know too much more about him apart from that um uh I'm not sure how interested I am in actually watching the film itself just to sort of get an idea. Um, yeah, the trailer did show quite a bit um, mm. in terms of the, the length of the trailer. was It's about three minutes long. Mm. Um, so it did show us quite a bit. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure because there's, there's a lot of politics involved from what I'm gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but you know, he's a, he was a much loved artist in his day. Mm. And I think a lot of people still, uh, still look up to him in terms of what he's done yeah, uh, back then and all that sort of stuff. So, um, I mean, I might end up watching it at some point, probably won't go to the cinema for it though. Um, okay. but, uh, good to see, like, I, I knew, I knew the face was familiar when I saw <laughs> the, the actor. I was like, is that, what's his name from Secret Invasion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Bob Marley was a scroll, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, uh, Kingsley Benadir, um, man, he's, he's going places. 
mm. by the looks of it. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to see where what else he he can do with his um with his acting career. So uh, yeah mm. uh, yeah that, that's that's all I've got. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. Um, thank you, Fulia. Uh, Michael, what did you think of this one? Uh, yeah, I have no idea of the life and story of Bob Marley, so if I was to watch it, I'd be going in blind, and I don't mind that. Uh, I do I do like uh, going in blind in things. Um, and also, uh, uh, Lashana Lynch is also in yes. this as well. Thank you for pointing that out. I forgot to mention that. That's right, as uh, Rita Marley, mm. uh, wife of Bob. Yes. Bob. Bob. And, yeah, so we got a couple of Marvels in tonight, so mm. everything's Marvel today. It's all very Marvel. Everything's, marvelous. Everything's marvelous. <laughs> yes, so, um, yeah, um, I'm in two minds if I, if I want to watch it or not, but no doubt it's probably going to be on Paramount+. Plus. But in the meantime, it's going to cinemas. When is it going into cinemas, Kendall? Yes, it's going into cinemas. Uh, and uh, I don't have an Australian date just yet. But um, if you're in the US, you can watch Bob Marley, One Love on the 12th of January. Yeah. Yash. Nice. Yash. Yes. All righty. Well, speak- yeah. Speaking of Kingsley Ah. Benedier, it is time for... (laughs) Jumping in a bit early there. Hey! (laughs) The moment. (laughs) The segment. Let's get up. The section. The part. (laughs) The plays. Yay. The spot in the show we like to call. Pop, 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 popcorn culture. <laughs> yeah, it's popcorn culture time. It's popcorn culture time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike's making faces. Making me laugh. You're making faces. <laughs> You're making faces. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's my face. <laughs> That's how I look. Um, yes, it is time for popcorn culture. And uh, it... Yeah, it's going to obviously be about Secret Invasion, Episode 3, Betrayed. Um, Shorter episode this week, Mm. which I I wasn't entirely mad about, but also sort of mad about. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. As long as they don't go below 40 minutes, I'm happy. I hate hate it when they're like 35, 30-minute episodes. Like, come on. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah, squeeze more. It's always only in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yes, yeah, so a short episode, but, you know, there was a, a few interesting things that happened this episode. Um, but it, it, as for my overall thoughts, um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. I um, am concerned about a certain, um, you know, character whose name might rhyme with floor machine. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We'll talk about that. Um, mm. Yeah. But no, I, it was good. I really, yeah, I really liked um, just Fury and Talos are my new favorite duo. And I just, I just need more. <laughs> I just need more of them, please. More. 
I don't care if this is only six episodes. More, please. He bet they would have put him in the Marvels. I swear to God, because I'm not that, that that movie would have room for for Talos, but I I need to I need more. I need more of it. Um, yeah. So this was a this was a fun episode. Lots of really good scenes, um, and yeah, the plot has most definitely thickened. That's for sure. So, um, Fulia, how did you feel about this one? Um. Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit. It was a little bit more lighter, I suppose, as opposed yeah, to the other two episodes. Um, but obviously, there was a. At the same time, there was also a little bit of tension um, in certain other respects. Risk of uh, nuclear fallout is mm. less tension. <laughs> <laughs> World War Three. <III. laughs> Um yeah uh overall this this particular episode like it was it was a night I feel like this was a nice length like 45 ish minutes is is good yeah um you know when it when it goes above the 50 minute mark it it does feel like it drags on a little bit for me uh but 45 minutes is like a good sort of middle ground to hit so this wasn't too bad um they did hit quite a few different like points throughout this particular episode um, within that time, um, which was interesting. And um, yeah, just the way it ended. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there eventually. We will get there. Yeah. Um, But like like you, Kendall, I'm really liking the the dynamic between Fury and Talos. (laughs) Those two are just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Fri- you can tell they've been friends for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels it's like a love hate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it feels lived in that, that relationship. Mm. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, 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 I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Good. Good, 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 good. Uh, what about you, Michael? How did this one sit with you? Um, I just really, it, this, um, episode in particular, uh, definitely showcase um, what I'm really enjoying of this sh- TV show of just having dialogue mm. and how it actually um, it benefits the entire story as well it, it, it makes you uh, it, it makes you sit down and actually assess what these characters are going through and what the world is pretty much go- going to go through uh, if, if shit really does hit fan and like just the dialogue in this is fantastic, and sure, there's there's a little bit of um, action in it, just to space out space out the dialogue scenes. Uh, but even though you the the tension is still ongoing within the slowdown bits of the dialogue, like and and it's always it's always good to have room for humor as well, especially between uh, Nick and sorry. We don't call him Nick. <laughs> you scroll. Uh, yeah, scroll. Must be a scroll. Uh, between Talos and Fury. And yeah, it, it does feel like a relationship that has been well lived in mm. uh, for, for so many years. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, and that means stuff. Prediction in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm. Someone's not gonna survive. 
Oh, don't say that. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> you just did. I didn't no. say nothing. I said nothing. No. God, no. Now it's in my brain. Oh, no. No, that's all right. There, there is a theory, like, kicking around that um, there's actually two Nick Furies. I have heard that, yeah. Yeah. One with glasses and one without. Mm. <laughs> one with a hat and one with a beanie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm. Mm, or whatever it is. Um, so, something to do with that. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, so... the the uh, Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode as well. Especially, especially at the ending. Um, and how everything is slowly falling into place. And how things are being built up for a big betrayal yeah not yeah and also yeah just it's just i want more like i wasn't really sure but at the end of the first episode of where this is going to go but i'm now that we're halfway through it's like yeah i want to i want to see some stuff Mm. i don't i don't think the world's going to be the same after this episode uh, after this show which is kind of weird Considering, like, the Marvels are going to come out and somehow there's a universe reset. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so curious for them to f- explain how they're connected and, like, Armor Wars now as well. I'm just like, okay, where the fuck is this all taking place? Is the timeline askew again or is Secret Invasion going to wrap things up in a nice, neat little bow and everything's hunky dory? I don't think so. Oh, we get to reintroduce uh, Rody again. <laughs> it's a baby Rody. It's a baby. <laughs> it's a baby Rody. Oh gosh! All right. Well, let's get into some discussion. Um, yeah. So Gravik, this episode is uh, very much moving forward with some hot plans. Um, you know, uh, not some, only. Some- some red hot plans. Some red hot plans. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, he's you know not only uh, plotting to and trying actively to uh, take down humanity and wipe us all out. Um, by Don't blame co- him. By causing, well, I mean, yeah, he's he's got some points. <laughs> he's got some points. Um, but he's also uh, started already uh, giving himself powers. Um, you know, he's shown the council, the machine, the technology they have. He even dropped the, the phrase Super Scrolls um, as a thing, you know, so... And all um, the nerds went... And all the nerds went... Yeah, one. yeah all the nerds went <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Wolf that's... Wolf Wall Street. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's just in the cold open uh, of this episode was that reveal. So that's pretty pretty cool. And then obviously later on we see during that uh, scene with Talos that um, he has extremists in him already. Uh, so that's that was a nice little reveal. So yeah, so things are moving forward with Gravik and um, and uh, and yeah, and being very suspicious of of Gaia, um, which is. Yeah, I have thoughts on that, but I'll save them for for a minute. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yes, the scene. I wanted to talk about first, though, the scene uh, of Gravik with Talos uh, at the museum. I thought was uh, was interesting. 
I think I wanted more from it and I think I would have liked it more if they didn't put that scene of like that reveal scene of they're all scrolls uh, sitting around them in that cafe and they all look like Gravik. I wish they didn't put that bit in the trailer. I get why they did because it's a cool shot um, mm-hmm. and you want to kind of sell the fact that you know that you can't trust anyone blah 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 that's this is what the show is but how cool would it have been to just be sitting there watching it and then all of a sudden oh shit <laughs> they're all scrolls <laughs> like that's such a cool trope when done correctly and uh, it was done correctly here but it's just yeah mm. i don't know i think it was just kind of ruined a little bit um and it's kind of nice to know like one of the things that we realize with talos after this episode is that gaia is very much a trigger point for him um that will kind of probably fuck everything up down the line uh depending on where things happen with her but um but anyway um Fulia, did you have thoughts on 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 Gravik in this episode are you enjoying him as a villain um i feel like there's going to be a point where where Gravik is just going to turn into one of those type of villains where it's very stereotypical, where if it's not going yeah. his way, it's like he's he's not going to be happy about it and then things are going to just hit the fan and, yeah. Um, like, I, that, that's kind of where my gut feeling is with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also not the type of villain that you'd expect as well. He's not one of those type of villains where he's just all about the power and then, you know, being the leader and, and you know, trying to look strong and uh, that sort of menacing type of villain. No. But it's he's a very sort of a, a subtle, um, you know, smart type of villain. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's always trying to be two steps ahead mm. of you know of everybody else and in in that respect it's um it is interesting to see um uh, Gravik um and where he and where's he his character's going um i'm not sure how far the plan's going to go for him specifically um, I don't know whether or not he's going to end up making it by the end of this season. <laughs> I'd say probably not. Um, so yeah, but the, um, <laughs> I the don't scene... see I don't see him in the ne- next uh, Avengers movie. No, <laughs> the scene where him and Talos meet for the parlay. Mm. Um, <laughs> That was, that was interesting, um, especially because Gravik uses Gaia in a just like in a blackmaily way, essentially, to try and yeah. get on Talos's nerves, mm-hmm. and it worked because then Talos is like, "Don't you dare say her name." Yeah, get my yeah, get my know. daughter's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> almost verbatim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um yeah and then the the intimidation of the fact that like this this restaurant was just riddled with all of Gravik's scrolls like followers all of his followers are in there ready to protect him but the fact that they all also turned into him yeah (laughs) they all morphed into him and i'm just like hmm okay interesting um 
So, yeah, look, I'm like, Gravik is an interesting villain. Uh, I'm not sure that he's one of my favorites uh, in terms of just general MCU villains. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. I would like mm. more... Um, I think I would like him to be fleshed out a little bit more. Like, I mean, no, I know last week we got, like, a, a sort of a small backstory for him being like, okay, well, he's, he's lost his parents and now he's on earth and he's believed in Nick Fury's promises and Mm. seen them not being kept. And now he's pissed about it. So I just kind of, I just want that. I want that a little bit more fleshed out. Uh, Mm. I think they need to do a bit more. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm just like, like I need to know um, more of how it started for him or when it started for him. When did he decide that he needed to take the lead and start trying to, um, you know, take over the world? Essentially, mm-hmm. um, this there's sort of that's the sort of information that I'd like to know, but I'm not sure whether we're going to get it. Probably so. not, but that's okay. No. Yeah. We'll see. There's always there's always room for head cannon. Yeah, like mine is probably it, it started within the blip. Maybe he had some. Some leg up within the blip. They're saying, hey, hey, and then he sort of realized, well, now Fury's gone. Let's find out what's really happening. Oh, okay. There's no real uh, plan to find us a new home. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm going to have to do this myself. So he's got a lot to prove, and and he's going to do it Uh go for it or go bust mm-hmm. like 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 the bad guys in Iron Man 3 <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah Gravix um, on his way of being on par with sort of uh, good um, villains in Marvel none of this uh, flash in the pan sort of thing it's like but yeah, there is only three episodes left and maybe more fleshed out. It would be good. Um, and we've seen in the trailers that he does have abilities uh, more than more than any other scroll. And if that's only him and not other scrolls, it is to be seen. Uh, I think it's probably just going to be him. Otherwise... You're just going to have super scrolls just running around. Yeah. And what are the scrolls going to do at the end of the season? We don't know. Um, or even if they if they are going to be around. I just answered my own question. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, with the... I, I love the fact that um, that scene between... Uh, uh, within the... The art gallery um, cafe thing. Mm. Uh, how the power dynamic was sort of at the same until until that big reveal that was in, in the trailer. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Talos was in trouble. Mm. And, yeah, you can do see that it's like, well, I've got nothing else to lose either. Asshole. Stab. Mm. So... We've got we got uh, two of these guys saying, "All right, 
we're 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 in this for the long haul. I know I've known you for all your life. I've you know you've only known a fraction of me, and this is what I'm capable. So it, there's definitely going to be like a sort of um, a battle between them mm. uh, and what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. essentially, it's their battle between between those scrolls and just what and what the humans are to do with yeah so i do like that that dynamic then uh then actually it's fury versus the scrolls i think it's more or less gravic versus um talos and and just a battle of um ideology and 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 philosophy uh, and it does harken back to what we have seen in the MCU with the Civil War sort of aspect, mm, mm-hmm. but with a different race, different uh, different uh, species. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting too because like in this episode we see two people call into question Talos's, you know merit as a leader, as a general, um, you know, first Gravik and then Bob, um, later on. Um, but then, and then you get that lovely brief exchange between Fury and Talos where like, you know, Fury's like, why aren't like this, you know, why aren't you with him? Like, you know, this must be hard for you. You guys bleed the same, you know, you're from the same people. Like, how can you even do this? And then, you know, Talos is like, well, I'm, I'm not with Gravik because I'm with you. Um, was just such a perfect kind of line, like a simple, simple bit of dialogue. But I think it says so much about who Talos is and the kind of, uh, scroll that he is and, and his loyalty to Nick and the fact that he put, he still, after all, he has no right to, be on his side given what how you know how the rest of the scrolls really feel about him but the fact that he's still willing to do it and sacrifice his place on the council to just stay by fury's side because he knows it's not only it's the right path but it's also his friend um i think that was great so yeah yeah interesting stuff um what to talk about next? What to talk about next? Um, well, I had a segue and now it's gone from my brain. Um, yeah, God, I'm really tired. Uh- <laughs> That's right. What, what are we going to say? And then we can work backwards to, to a segue. Mm, well, see, I, yeah, I can't, I can't, I just, it's gone from my brain. But anyway, I, 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 um, I think maybe talking about, um, I know we just talk about Gaia, I guess. She's she keeps popping into my head, because um, yeah, I found I found it really interesting that um, that they decide they well, it's probably good that they decided not to drag out the whole whose side is she on or um, you know the fact that she's um, being a spy essentially, uh, you mm. know, and, and we don't know when she's going to get caught or how long it's going to last. Is she going to make it out alive, sort of thing? They they kind of finish that up pretty quickly but i i did i did kind of find it interesting that she like do, do you think it's a smart idea 
to tell someone who's already quite suspicious of you that you're a good liar? Like, or is that just you just doubling down and being like, I'm going to make you think that I'm an idiot when I'm not an idiot and I'm, ta- I'm trying to mislead you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I thought that was yeah. interesting. Kind of dumb. Yeah. It just seemed a bit, seemed a bit dumb that for her to say something like that. Um, but, but that's okay. Um, I, and I also really liked kind of the, the way Amelia Clark played it when, when Gravit goes to meet her father and you see her get a message and she just grabs her phone without moving like the top half of her body in case Gravit were to turn around and see her. Like, you know, she's not looking suspicious, but I just thought that was very impressive. But it also mm-hmm. it also made me want to hold my breath because I was like, oh god, that's um, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, and then I guess I'll just finish my thoughts on her by just saying she's not dead, even though the show really wants us to think she is because the entire episode we, was nothing but scrolls getting killed and turning back into their scroll forms, and we see that happen with her at the end. Um, but I don't, th- I don't think she's dead. I don't think. Why she's do you dead. say that? Huh? Why do you say that? Why do I say? Why do I say I don't think she's dead? Hmm. Well, one one reason which a friend pointed out to me is kind of invalid. Um, there's footage in of her from trailers that we haven't seen in the show yet. Um, so because Marvel has never lied in a trailer, and before. that's exactly what my friend said to me. <laughs> that is fucking word for word. <laughs> and then I and he said that, and I was like, "Shit, <laughs> you're not you're not wrong." But I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I just. It just feels. It was very unceremonious and very, just. I don't know. I don't, unless unless that's this show. I mean, they did that to fucking Maria Hill at the start of the show. So, and three episodes later, now we're killing off Amelia Clark and uh, Shaw. I don't know. I just don't, I don't know something about it. But then again, and it, Ross, and yeah, but that wasn't the real Ross. So that's okay. Was it? No, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to be the real Ross. It's not. It's the like real Loki Ross. all over again, but there's more of a body don't, count. Don't believe what you see. <laughs> don't believe what you see. I don't know. Look, I don't. Yeah. Okay, I don't really have much of an argument then, do I? Um, I don't know. I just, I just find it weird that they, if that, if she is dead, that they would do that. I don't know. But then, yeah, it could have been any scroll. It could have been you know, part of the plan to, uh, you know, make, make, uh, make Gravik think that, um, you know, that he's found his spy one and mm-hmm. two, um, that she's dead. Um, when mm-hmm. in fact she's not, you know, she's not dead. So I, but then it's like, well, what scroll would risk their life to do that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, it's kind of where I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Clutching straws. <laughs> maybe, maybe. If I was more awake, I would probably form a better argument than those points that I just made. But I'm okay with with what I've got. Um, Fulia, what do you what do you what do you think about Gaia in this episode? And do you think she's dead? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with the first part of that question. I I think she was. Um, 
I don't know, like, because I'm still, like, I know that she was helping out her father with trying to give him as much information as she could. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she's still helping Gravik with his cause as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to say, like, I, I can sort of see that she's playing both sides and she's trying, like Mm. being the spy in it all and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I'm still not, I don't know what it is, but I'm still not a hundred percent convinced about her being on her dad's side. I suppose. Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. There's still like a little bit of me sort of not trusting her for some reason. That, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, as for the fact that if she's dead or not, I was kind of thinking the same as soon as she was shot dead and then she turned. I'm just like, mm, I don't know if she's dead. They, she might they there might be there might be something that causes her to to you know that saves her life mm. or maybe he just shot her in a spot that doesn't kill her instantly um i'm not sure so i'm even i'm a little wary d- sorry even though no, that, go on. well that it, it, that would have would help if we didn't actually see bob do the same thing well, that's what mm. I mean. Like the show wants us. The show spent the entire episode in our face, being like, "This is what happens to scrolls when they die. They revert back to their original form." But they could, they can do that at any time, anyway. So she could have just been wounded and pretend to die, and then just shift back into a scroll shape. She could have just done that. Mm. Mm. Bullet hole in the chest, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know. Well, um, I suppose we'll find out in the next episode if she's alive or dead. But uh, as far as we will, um, I have a feeling that in the next episode, graphics going to turn around and be like, oh, to Taylor's and be like, oh, hey, I killed your daughter, by the way. Yeah. Um, and that's gonna ignite something within him. Yeah. To then infiltrate to try and find Gaia. Um. So yeah, uh, I, I like. Well, yeah, that's it. things are gonna happen. It's gonna it's gonna go haywire next next episode. But um, yeah. yeah, as for Gaia being actually dead, I'm I don't know. Like I'm not sure what to believe at this point. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't know if it's the exact definition of fridging here, but I I mean it could be her death could be what motivates Talos to like fuck shit up properly. And it could maybe even tear apart his relationship with Fury because, like, you know, if he had have sided with Gravik, then Gaia would still be alive, sort of a thing. Mm. So there could be some tension brought on about it from that, in that sense. Yeah, I think so. Or it could just cause Talos to, not to switch sides, but to make foolish, uh, make a foolish choice and really just mess things up for, for Nick. Mm. Yeah, maybe. So there's also so so if, if if she is dead, then that does make sense in this, in you know there could be reasons for it. Mm. Um, Michael, what about you then? What you know your any Gaia, Gaia thoughts and or you know you seem to be very much of the opinion that she is dead, but um, 
I don't it, want her to be dead. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> as the same as uh, as Hill as well. Mm. Where where I don't but if they if they're not dead then this show has no stakes. And yeah. And sort have of stakes. I'm sort of liking the fact that this show does have stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> maybe it's Marvel cleaning shop. There's way too many characters in, the, in this show, <laughs> in this entire universe. We need to get rid of some. Yes, got to get rid yeah. of some. Right. What does Ross do? He doesn't do much. <laughs> He's he's the only white guy in in, in two two black movies. Yeah, get rid of him. Don't need him. Uh, Maria Hill. Yeah, she was she was fun, but she didn't really do much. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and yeah, and with and with Gaia, well, she she's only here for for uh, this TV show mainly. Um. And yeah, I think I think it's just to tell the audience, well, you know, it's it's not it's not your mum and pops Marvel anymore. It's, it's, it's <laughs> now's Marvel. There's going to be stakes. There's going to, there's going to be a, a lot more strategic, like excuse me, storytelling in this. And I think. I think the choice of actually killing killing her off is probably too um too yeah torture Talos and his and question his decisions to uh, on uh if he backed the right horse or not 30 odd years ago mm. it's like well we're stronger than humans really we're we're more conniving in that so so maybe, and maybe, maybe this is the start of the betrayal for Nick. Mm. Yeah, or maybe the betrayal was for Garrick. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, and I think it's quite ballsy to kill off a character that we've that we've just met and played by. Uh, Played by Amelia Clark, mm. of all people, mm-hmm. like a, ri- a rising star in herself, uh, like known. Mm. So it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, but we've got three episodes left. Let's see if they make the landing. Mm. Hopefully, Oof. they didn't die for nothing. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um. Yeah, well, uh, I I would like to talk about um, Talos and Fury. Um, focus a bit more in on them, just because they had uh, a couple of fantastic scenes in this episode. Um, that kind of continued on the 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 banter we saw in that scene last week. Um, but you know, the Fury appro- approaching him in that pub and and Talos going all you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need you, Talos. I can't do this without you, Talos. Like making him try and beg for his <laughs> forgiveness, sort of thing. I thought was I thought was very amusing. Um, <laughs> I liked I liked that a lot. And then um, 
but my f- my favorite moment like uh apart from the um you know i i like fury obviously being like no one calls me nick you fucking moron um like that whole uh climactic scene with the you know the sub and the un plane like that was all very well executed um but my favorite scene of the whole episode was um talos going off at fury in the car (laughs) and then and then just being like why'd you stop because we're here oh at bob's yeah bob's (laughs) You know, Bob. <laughs> I just, I died. I died. I thought it was so funny. It just, just both their delivery on on the whole thing was just. It was so good. You weren't going on about all of the things where what well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's let's go inside and then we can say we did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and then like Talos being like, I don't understand man and dog. Like, what is that about? What what's what species <laughs> what interaction like interspecies relationship revolves around one picking up the other's crap? Like I just it was yeah. yeah. Oh, the whole thing. It was just from top, from top to bottom. It was perfect. I loved it. Um, I'm yeah, just the best. Um, Fulia, what did you, what did you think of Fury and Talos in this episode? Oh, look, both of the, they just, they make me smile half the time whenever they argue, mm. essentially. Um, you know, you know, there's the saying, you know, you're cute when you're angry. That's them. There's these two. That's these two. Yes. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And, uh, their arguments just make me laugh, especially because when, when Fury responds to Talos, uh, in his really sarcastic way, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Talos is sort of picking that up as well and starting to do the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, and it's, it's just very entertaining to watch it is. those two just quabble. Like a, uh, like a married couple, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's one yeah. of the theories. <laughs> um, and yeah, just the the scene, the the thing in the car that was that was interesting because you know Talos was just being serious, and then you know the fact that he that Fury had stopped the car halfway through him actually saying all that, and then. Talos realizing that they hadn't moved in a while. He's like, oh, why have we stopped? <laughs> just <laughs> And just the burst from Fury. Just yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um Yeah. And you know, and then, you know, the the moment when they when they are inside with Bob as well. Um, just, you know, their moments together and and, and Fury's just like, Are you gonna actually get the code out of this guy or are you still going to you know just have a chat with him like we're wasting time here we need the code to deactivate the missile and you know and and i understand that talos is just he's trying to do it in a more diplomatic way he doesn't want anyone to really get hurt in the end especially his own kind and i get that but if you if you can't get them ver- if you can't get what you need verbally you need to force it out somehow you know but then he couldn't and he just ended up shooting him anyway <laughs> 
And then it's like, well, there goes that method of getting the code. Where else are we going to get it? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, puts his daughter in at risk of getting caught to try and get the code. And I was like, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Is it really a risk if that did happen? Well, you said he put his daughter at risk. It was it really a risk if it did happen that she got caught mm. and shot mm. and dead? <laughs> well, he did tell her to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> if she's dead or not? Mm. And if it was Taylor's fault? And, and if it was really her. And it was going to be... <laughs> Maybe it was Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury was a scroll all along. Yeah. <laughs> Fury was the scroll we made along the way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. He was the original scroll. The original scroll. <laughs> um, Did you enjoy their little uh, fights in this episode, Mike? Taylor oh, and the Fury. Banter. Yeah. yeah, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. it. It definitely is a highlight to all the doom and gloom and the <laughs> and the sort of um, cold war in between in between humans trying not to kill themselves and scrolls just trying to kill humans. But then we can talk about the duality of man, like being mm. subservient to dogs. <laughs> Who's really the master here? <laughs> I think it's a Cole Baron bit, I think. And I've I, heard I Sorry? I was just gonna say, like, it makes me think of Rick and Morty with um was it, was it Snuffles or Snuggles or uh, what, whatever that dog yeah, was. Snowball. Snowball. Yeah. Where are my testicles, Summer? <laughs> my testicles were removed. Where are they? <laughs> so yeah, I I enjoyed their banter and their and their relationship, and it nice. does get and it does give me pause to think. Mm, I don't want to think what happens. You set me up, Marvel. You set me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Stop it! My brain. Stop it! Stop it, Ron. Um, we finally have an Aussie in Marvel, and you're giving us this. No, you get. No, I don't want to. I don't want to complete the sentence. <laughs> no, don't, I don't, 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 to, don't, don't make it real. No. <laughs> Deny what? Deny your eyes. Whatever the phrase is, don't believe your eyes. <laughs> don't believe your eyes. Um, believe your tears. Believe your tears. Yes. Yeah, so I think one one final thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up, of course, is um, well, there's two things. One, uh, we get to meet and get to sort of know Fury's wife in this episode. Um, who has two names. Um, so in the flashback we get in New York City um, yeah. in 1998. Um, her New na- York, York City. City. 
that's going to sound awesome because I'm away from my mic. <laughs> um, yeah, flashback um, in 1998. She's, um, yeah, I think her name is Vara. Um, and then in the present, uh, you know, present scene with Fury having gone back to see her, um, her name, uh, he calls her Scylla, which is short for Priscilla. Um, so if she just adopted, this is just the, the human identity that she adopted when she came to earth, I guess. I, I, I don't know. So, um, but I thought that was really interesting that they just kind of whistled past that. Didn't explain it. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but I kind of like her character. I think she's really interesting. Like the fact that she's, I love it. See, I will, I love it when shows and, and movies do this, when they don't make this, the significant other, like a whiny little bitch like they could have easily just been like you were gone and I was sad and I hate you I can't believe it like you know because like Fury's like you know this is what you get for being married to me and that instead of doing that they went oh I know I signed up for this this is I know who you are and I know what to expect from you and it's fine I, I'm here and I love you regardless like I, I love the fact that they they knuckled down on that that's great yeah. Um, and then the fact that she was like, but still, you know, you were gone for five years and then even when you came back, you were still not here. Um, like you were, you know, I agree. The fact that she's like, I grieved you twice. Um, mm. you know, I thought that was a really, not only just really great dialogue, but like really like just interesting to kind of hear her take on, 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 on what's been going on with Nick Fury. Um, and obviously... A lot has happened in the five years uh, that he was not there, and and she. I, I also really liked how she was. She said, "I became the real me, like the me I used to be." Um, like I thought that was that was really cool. So she and given the reveal at the end of the episode too, it's like okay, who exactly was she before she came to Earth? Um, and uh, yeah, what the hell's what the hell's going on? Um, I have questions, but yeah, I, I like, I like her character. Um, I'm excited to get to know her a bit better. Um, but yeah, before I jump to the, the, the other thing, um, what did, what did you think of, um, Scylla, uh, Fulia? What did you, what did you make of her? I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know that Nick knows that she's a scrub? Yeah, def- yes. Yes. 100%. That's okay. confirmed. That's confirmed. In the flashback. All right. Yeah. I wasn't sure because it wasn't really like, I know obviously I don't want to be spoon fed these things, but I, I was still a little bit confused because it, it wasn't really laid out for me at least. I don't okay. know. Maybe my brain was just a bit distracted at the time, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I was just like at that moment after that whole flashback scene happened, I was just like, does he know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, Priscilla's, um, she's an interesting character. Um, the fact that that whole dialogue that she had with, with, with Fury, um, the fact that she had to grieve him twice, the first time because of the blip, but the second time was because Nick decided to go off voluntarily and Mm -hmm. she had no, yeah, and she had no choice but to just let him go, you know? Um, and that was interesting. The fact, 
the fact that she said that she's like the you know the second time around you did it voluntarily and I had to change I had to become who I really am um so that really that really sort of got my attention a bit um mm-hmm. and I'm I'm glad too that she's not the that stereotypical whiny wife mm-hmm. um yeah it, the, she has a bit more substance, um, and the and you know she's she's just tired of his bullshit. You know, yeah, of his of his of his BS, and and um, she just she's over it. Mm. <laughs> she just wants to live her life, essentially, um, which is fair enough. You know, any any anyone who goes through that sort of stuff just wants to get on with it. Um, and survive essentially, uh, especially you know being a scroll. She she just wants to, she wants to be able to just live her life out peacefully. Um, and what Nick Fury's been <laughs> been up to in in the past, and she's just she's not happy with him. Mm. So Mm-mm. she's an she's an interesting character, and especially once we find out, like I had an inkling. I had an inkling that she was maybe part of, like, she was one of Garrett Gravick's followers. I wasn't, like, 100% sure, but there was, like, a small part of me that thought, "Mm, I don't know, maybe she's trying to get, you know, inside information with with Fury. Maybe, Maybe when the time when he went away... Like when he went up to that space station for those five years, that was probably the time where she probably went to Gravik. Well, mm. yeah, yeah, for, and yeah, cool. Well, for one, but he, she, but now, she, but now she's hiding that fact. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, yeah, like mm. the five years was the was the blip. But since since Fury came back from the blip, I like I don't I can't I don't even know what year this is supposed to be now if it's 2026 or 7 or I have no idea mm. but but yeah it's um I don't think I I don't think he ha- he hasn't been up there for 5 years but yeah ve- but very clearly yeah while he was gone mm. that's when that's when Gra- that's clearly when Gravik started like you know yeah. making his moves anyway so yeah like I think Mike was saying that earlier um yeah yeah yeah, um, Michael, what did you think of of Fury's uh, wife in this? The Furies. The Furies. Come meet the Furies. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there's still a lot of questions about her, and I'm still not entirely too sure. Like, who actually knows that she is Fury's secret wife slash mm. secret scroll wife? Uh, does Talos know? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's interesting dynamic, and um, there's still more questions about her, and especially the ending. How? Who? Who's been on the phone? Who's? Who tells her to go? Go to the thing to go. Go to, to go to the thing to get the gun. The gun that you need. Surely, yeah, need a gun. Yeah, mm. that was that was weird. Like, why is there a gun in a security deposit box? Like, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Surely you would have a gun at home. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a special gun. A special gun, the, when you shoot it, uh, it, it, it c- kills scrolls. Even though we've seen scrolls <laughs> get killed by guns. Yeah, it's weird. It's, there's more questions. More questions. <laughs> and only three episodes left. Yes. We're halfway, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that she she's a she's more than a one dimensional. Mm. Where were you? I was cooking I was cooking um something with zucchini in it. And yeah. Everything that you've said so far, really. She's still a conundrum. Wrapped mm-hmm. in, a com- in a enigma. With an hypothesis. Yes. Um, well, one final thing to discuss. Um, with um, with Scylla going to the security deposit box uh, after she picks up the gun, she... Uh, I, I don't, does she get a call or does she make a call? She get a call. She gets a call. Um, and it's Rody, and uh, everything's no on everything- the on the on the closed captions. It says "man on phone." Oh well, it's Rody. Um, <laughs> 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 um, anyway, um, yeah, it's Rody, and uh, and at first it's like, okay, that's fine. Well, that makes you know some some sense. Um, but then as soon as she says. I want to speak to Gravik, and then Rody's like, "Well, you're talking, you're talking to me," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, no! Give me back my Rody." Um, it yeah. could be a human informant. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I yeah. I look, don't think so either. It's yeah. It's looking very likely that Rody is a scroll. Mm. And I, I, and yes, we were kind of maybe thinking it last week, especially because, you know, Rhodey is known for calling Nick Fury Nick and not Fury. Like, not just in Secret Invasion. I'm fairly certain he's called him Nick in other things as well. Yeah. Um, so that's been a little nugget. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel like he's the high up US government person that Fury was alluding to. Like, that he has a he has a um uh, a hunch on or whatever um I can't a lead on, but he doesn't know it's Rody obviously. Um, so yeah, question is, uh, how long has he been a scroll for? Um, and and where's the real Rody? And blah 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 mm. blah. And how is this going to affect Armor Wars? Oh God, I I'm wondering if um Rody was a scroll in Endgame or not, because that's obviously set after the five years. Um, so... Or even in the or, Captain America well, yeah. Winter Soldier. Or, or even... Yeah. yeah. The Falcon in the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Well, yeah. well that's... Obvi- pop up there? Yeah. yeah. That's obviously after that as well. But anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Where... How long has, has he been a yeah. scroll? Is the question. Um, so I'm curious to see that answered... And if he's not a scroll after all, then that would be that would be sick too. Because I just, you know, if Tony Stark could turn in his grave, he would. Um, 
It's his best friend, damn it. Um, yeah, yeah, but a nice, a nice little um, or if that's the reveal of how he's a, like of him being a scroll, I think it's a good reveal uh, and a, and a cool place to end the episode um, mm. as well. So yeah, Fulia, what are you thinking? What are you thinking about this? I honestly did not think anything at the time. I had no idea it was him. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't, re- you didn't recognize his voice. I did not. I did not recognize oh, his voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, that was interesting. Uh, so um, yeah, I don't know. Now that I know that it was him, I'm just like, yeah, no, that's the. I think that's the <laughs> scroll version of him. So yeah, uh, I feel like he's been scrollified. Mm-hmm. Scrollified. <laughs> Yeah. He, now we just got we just if he's been scrollified, now we just got to see him in one of those pods that Gravik's got all of those well-known people in, making them sleep. In those fracking pods. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fracking. Yeah. Fracking. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Michael, what about what about you? Called it. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, and and the reason why he looks like John Tatel. Uh, he changed his face. And no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it goes back all the way to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to <laughs> Iron Man 2. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. It's, like, <laughs> it's fine. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Let's get over it. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> if it did go back that deep, that'd be hilarious, but I don't think so. Nah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot more questions, and it's a good mm. good cliffhanger in the mid mid section. I want more. What I want to find out more. Yeah. I. So overall. This is shaping up to be one, uh, a good Marvel TV show. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And until the end, it's, it's, not, my, it's not my favourite, but it's no. up there with, uh, with, with the good ones. And hopefully, uh, if the deaths actually are deaths, this is a good... A, a, a good shake up for what Marvel has been doing because we need stakes damn it we can't have the same old same old and mm. and a good thing that we're dealing with something that's not part of the multiverse something a bit more low key and mm-hmm. sustainable I think that's the word and and just earthbound. I, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you need a rest and go for the earthbound stories, and how how the Earth is still dealing with the with the blip because mm. that shit will last for a couple of years. It's kind of kind of like if the entire world went through an entire earth-shattering thing, and there are some people that can get over it pretty well, but some people are still suffering. Mm. It's kind of kind of good that we we are that some people 
need that sort of you know people aren't people aren't okay yeah and that's why that's why Nick Fury is sort of a good a good sort of character to go off on mm-hmm. because his return back is uh, wasn't wasn't all that crash hot and we're sort of dealing with little nuggets of what what's happened we haven't actually delved into what he did do after he came back uh mm. obviously he does feel guilty he he, mu- he must feel guilty that he did like pack up and leave yeah and not really deal with any of the issues and and that choice is sort of binding, binding him on the bum, especially with his wife, yeah. especially with Talos, and and definitely with the scrolls as well. It's like he made this bed; he may need to put it to bed. Mm. No more uses of scrolls. Mm, yeah. Maybe he'll kill them all and go <laughs> go nuts. I don't know. Now I'm just rambling. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, well, before we get too far into ramblings, I think that might be uh, a good spot to end the discussion, unless you guys have mm. anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up. Mm. Nick Fury, the little owl statue. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Fury. Nicholas Fury. Nicholas Fury. That was very funny. <laughs> He has a little eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I really like Sonia. I got to say just the fact that she was, first off, she was like, I, I, whoever you are, you shouldn't have this number. And then second, um, uh, I, before, before any of that, you owe me an apology. Like <laughs> she's just, she's, she's great. Already gave one apology already. Yeah, that was also that was. You're a, gonna have to double down. That was a good. That was a good. A good comeback. But I already good, used up my one apology team. for the day. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm. Alrighty, that's it. That's it. Yep. We're done. We're done. We're that's, done. That's popcorn culture. Our thoughts on uh, Secret Invasion. It's over. Episode. We are halfway. Th- yes. Our thoughts on episode three, Secret Invasion, betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, three more episodes to go. Getting into the nitty gritty, the the the, the meat end of the uh, season. So, yes, exciting times. Meat end of the spoon. Yes, yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be delicious. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. And but until then, what's after this one? And then new, new. New. <laughs> what we do in the shadows coming soon. Yeah, what we do in the shadows starts this week. Woo. Woo. Mm. Are you up to date, Fulia? Nope. <laughs> so we can't talk about it. Oh, oh. We don't want to spoil it for Fulia. You can spoil it. It's not like I'm going to end up watching it. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait. It's fine. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Okay, that's it uh, from us. We're wrapping up the show. We're getting on out of here. Uh, Thank you for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And 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 that that was a podcast. Was a podcast podcast called called Fred. Fred.
Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. And threads. Uh, if you'd like to listen to Fred Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. If you're watching us right now, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And if you're watching us live over on Twitch, make sure to give us a follow, twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes, please do. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaju. And I've been Bat Michael Lister. And, and you, you just, you just experienced a podcast, a podcast, a podcast called, called Friends. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Remember to eat beef. Uh, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the, the doctor is in, and damn you, Sus Love! <laughs> <laughs> damn you to hell! You did it! Uh, you blew it up! No <laughs> more discovery! No, no more discovery. No. Later, skaters. Mm-hmm. And. Oh. I forgot to do the transition. Hold on. There we go. Ending. See you. See you, Twitch, and see you, everyone, on the on the internet. Bye bye now. Bye bye.